Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Parakeeto Podcast, where we help agency owners run a more scalable and profitable business. And I'm super excited today to have my friend Lee Goff on the show. He is what I like to call the most entertaining man in agency show business. Uh, I also like to refer to him at times as Chuck Liddell's stunt double or the Texas Ranger. I have all kinds of nicknames for Lee, none of which he knows about until right now. Well, I knew about the Texas Ranger guy. You told me about that guy before. That is hilarious. I got to go find this guy. I got to go check it out. That's hilarious. So Lee, welcome to the show. Uh, Super excited to have you on here. We have had several conversations in the past and we've hit it off and I've, I've had the chance to learn from your incredible experience, but I would love for you to share with everyone, you know, what you do today and how you started doing what you do today. Sure. Um, what I do today is I'm exclusively uh, I coach marketing agencies, uh, specifically digital creative, your traditional marketing kind of uh, agency scenario. I have online courses, I have 10 online courses, over 50 tools, like, you know, KPI spreadsheets, scope documents, eight-step processes on all the tools that come along with that. And of course, I have my one-on-one coaching program. Super excited about the group coaching coming in down the pipe. That's going to be probably another uh, three to six months, but uh, we got that one coming down the pipe. We have different paths for different um, uh, different levels, right? Some some people are zero to half a million. Some people are half a million to Some people are above that. So we have different paths uh, for everybody. And so okay, great. And I'm gonna make sure. Can you hear me? Sometimes the audio. Can you hear me good out there? Is it? Is it yeah. can you got me. You got me good over there. We got All you right, good. Perfect, perfect. But so yeah, that's that's what I do. And my background is is and I love what I do. Obviously, I'm, I'm like a cracker. You know, I'm very entertaining. Okay, and all of our coaches all that stuff. And it's because I love what I do. I mean, it's there's no bullshit. You know, we've known each other now for I don't know every time we talk it's a blast because again you know we both genuinely love what we do and so it's awesome and so i owned a very large uh digital marketing agency i founded that company in 2003 the name of that company was called get you wired uh i wound, I wound up uh, retiring from that company and selling that company um at the age of 43 that was two years ago in uh, june of 2016 uh took some time off i'm a single dad i don't know if you can see all these photos back here that's my little nugget my little midget right here okay. uh right and so uh, she's a mini me she a funny story is whenever uh uh my ex-wife one of we're just wonderful friends and uh, ex-wife and i and so every time she posts a photo of her it actually asked me if i want to tag myself <laughs> The facial recognition. She looks so much like me. It's crazy. So anyway, so that's what I did. I spent some time with her. You know, I bought a lake house. That's where I'm at right now. Um, that's not the lake. That's my front yard. But um, so we hung out with my daughter, traveled, uh, and building the framework for uh, for marketingagencycoach.com, which is my new business now. And I just, I just absolutely love it. So it's just been so far. So being cool, cool dudes like you. So. 
<laughs> Amazing. So you've been working with clients now for, uh, well, actually it's funny when it's, whenever I first chatted with you, you seem to have just gotten started coaching agencies and now things are going really well. You're crushing it. Your Facebook group, I'm in that you got all kinds of people in there adding a ton of value. So since you started along this kind of new path, what has been, you know, some of the coolest moments for you, some of the biggest, uh, just wow moments as a coach. That, that that's actually really really easy and that is whenever uh, there's actually one thing and it's the primary reason why i'm doing what i'm doing uh one of the reasons i sold my agency is I, not only that more time with my daughter and all this stuff and you know you don't sell an agency for one reason typically it's for a lot of reasons right but one of the biggest reasons is that it got so big that i was i couldn't i wasn't in the trench i couldn't be in the trenches and 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 i'm a serial entrepreneur i have to admit i i enjoy being a ceo but i have to admit i'm I'm just have a calling to small business entrepreneur, right? Entrepreneurism. And so I love being in the trenches with the small, with the small business owners, agency owners. And the thing that I get the most absolute, this personal pleasure out of uh, and pride from is whenever I hear stories uh, like, like Billy that had been flout, you know, had an agency in Manchester and, and done it and been, and been successful been doing a good job, but he, everything was tethered to him. It's a common mistake, a common, not mistake, common yeah. scenario. It's okay. It happens to everybody. Right. And everything had been tethered to him and he's having a hard time getting business and things like that. So we niched out and put him into a specific niche and, uh, it took us about a month, month and a half, two months to get that done. The day after he made the decision, he's coming into the office one morning and he is asked in an elevator, Hey Billy, I see you with a laptop all the time. What the hell is it you do? And Billy's like, normally he'd say, oh, I do digital marketing. And of course, yes, everybody out there knows when you tell somebody you do digital marketing, you're like, you're no better than the guy smoking weed in the basement over here. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no, there's nothing that there's no identifier. There's no differentiating factor at all. You know what I mean? Like what they just heard is like, oh shit. Yeah, man. Okay. Great. Another, 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 uh, you know, whatever. So anyway, so this time he answered the question, you know, I do digital marketing specifically for insert niche name, right? And, uh, and the guy's like, no shit, you're kidding me, man. A buddy of mine owns, is architects. He owns an architectural firm. Uh, and he, we were talking about marketing. Do you mind if I do an intro? Billy's like, <laughs> uh, duh. You know what I mean? So sure as hell, you know, uh, Billy gets the email. They go to lunch and, uh, the guy's like, I'll have a small budget. Billy's like, damn it, man. See, here we go again. They're trying to beat me up on price. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you're in a niche now. This niche has money. And their idea of a small budget compared to what you perceive a small budget to be is probably two different things. So shut up. Don't go in there with preconceived notions. Go in there knowing you're going to deliver overwhelming value. And at the end of it, if he doesn't tell you that number, then you ask for the damn number. If it's too low, you say, peace be with you. If it's perfect, then let's rock and roll. He comes out. He, his average site, he was doing like 2,500 pounds. Uh, the guy comes out and says, oh, yeah, I got about 5,500 pounds uh, for this website. He's like – Holy crap, dude. Lee was right. <laughs> Holy crap. Riches in the niches. And I'm like, I told you, I told you. And I said, okay, now put the proposal together and put 7,250 pounds on it. He's like, dude, he just told me his budget's 5,500. I'm like, I know. And they always lie. <laughs> and they always lie. They always take 20%. So put it at 7,200. Tell him you, you just couldn't live without these features because it's true. There were certain things he, he was like, man, it's going to deliver a lot of value for you. And, and, and so I was like, put it into this number. And then at that point, telling you really want to work with him. I'm sorry, let me, I'm sorry, I thought I had all that muted. Give me a second here. My apologies. Uh, and so telling you really want to work with him. So you'll meet him halfway, okay, at like, you know, 6,500 or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was, right? And, and sure as hell, he did that. And the guy's like, okay, no problem. Signed off on him. There he goes. And he's been rocking and rolling ever since. So that, that is what I get. The absolute 
Uh, most pleasure, I know. That's that is that's the reason I started it, and that's my biggest aha moments, and I have those all the time with my students. It was wonderful. And that, that is awesome. And this is one of the things that I love about you is that you are a no BS guy. You, you really get in there and you work with every single client and you help them. Yeah, 100%. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> Hashtag riches in the niches. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bespoke equals be broke. That's my new one. Uh, you've ever heard of the term bespoke? Bespoke, it means all custom work, right? So bespoke equals be broke. Okay, that's what that means, right? So no, you got to do some custom, but no, you need to get out of it. Which, by the way, brings us to the topic today, productization. So I'm super excited about this topic. 100%. Yeah, I mean, perfect segue into, I know, I know this is something that you and I have been talking about a lot. And, yeah. you know, even the first conversation that I had with you, you've always been a big proponent of niching down, identifying a very, very clear target yeah. market. Um, and so I'd love for you to talk about why productization is something that you're so excited about right now and why you believe it's important for agencies to consider that. Okay, I tell you what, I'll go as far. I, I, I not only believe it's so critical, I believe that it is actually the future of the entire industry. Uh, and, and I've got some reasons behind saying that. If you look at pretty much all of the industries, when they first go to market, you know, there's kind of, it's kind of a wild west, right? Everybody gets gunslinging, everybody's out there doing what they do, right? Uh, but then eventually all the dust settles and, and they start to become more of a formal uh, industry business, right? Let's look at the automobile industry, you know, the Model T, you know, at first. You know, it was just gun, gunslinging, gunslinging, and that was the only thing available, man. It was, you know, that was it. You know, there were no options or anything like that. And then over time, now you can buy a BMW. You can get that thing painted pink. You can get the Harman Kardon stereo system, you know, the M3. So when you buy a BMW, now you can customize it all over the place. So what they did is, is they took a mass-produced thing and they productized it even further. Okay, so obviously the model two was a product, but before that, it was all custom. It was, you, nobody could afford a car unless you were super rich prior to Model T. What he did is through the Industrial Revolution, he productized the automobile. Mm-hmm. That that has led to you being able to buy any number of cars. And I promise you, when you buy that car, there's not somebody back there's a car with the leather, you know, the leather and stuff. They're not in the car for you. I mean, it's, it's 100% standardized beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So take that same principle and apply it to the, to the digital marketing space. And when you get into productization, you know, I, like to, I use the example of Legos with all of my coaching students. And so what you do is the, as the agency owner leadership is you focus on building out your Legos. These are going to be your individual products. I also like to call them objects. So they have individual objects or Legos that you can now go build something for someone. So an individual Lego is just simply not impressive unless you step on it in the middle of night and barefoot and then it's like, <laughs> then it's like, holy shit, that's the most powerful thing in the history of mankind. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but now, and, but whenever you take those Legos and you put them in the right hands and, and somebody really skilled at building Lego houses or whatever, they can build magical stuff. Have you ever seen something? They, they have. Lego houses that are like three, it's crazy what you can do with these things. So my point behind that is this, you standardize everything into individual Legos. And then when you go to meet with prospects, you can build a custom solution, but everything is productized and standardized. So here's what happens. You're delivering based upon value, not time. So now when it's productized, you can actually put that stuff in a sandbox. You can put it in like a master file. You can have, there's a lot of different things. Now you get to optimize profit based upon service not just pricing. A lot of people perceive profit to come from just strictly for raising the prices. That could not be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, some of the most successful and profitable companies out there 
have a tendency, they're never the lowest price at all, but they're, you know, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the, their value proposition, a lot of their pricing is in the top three. You always need, you don't ever need to be the lowest, that's for sure. But, but the value proposition behind what they're delivering is so overwhelming. They get, you know, let's say you get a basic website, uh, uh, um, you get this yes, WordPress, you get an image gallery, a document management add-on, whatever it is, and that comes to 10 grand. Behind the scenes, I'm going to show you my screen right now, I got all the examples on this, but behind the, behind the scenes, you have this really detailed checklist. It's all bundled up into a backup. You upload it, you know, you, you extract it, boom, you throw in a template, and instead of it taking 100 hours to do all that before, you know, it's taking you 20 hours, and you still charge $10,000. It's like, duh. I mean, that's like a no-brainer, duh, right? So productization is unquestionably the future of the entire industry, uh, and my students are way out front on this because the reality, from my perspective, okay, and it, I'm sure it's out there somewhere, the productization model had not been solidified in the agency space uh, until recently. And I worked so hard with a lot of my dozens of my students to figure this out and finally crack the code. And it's, it's absolutely such a liberating and wonderful thing to know that you can go out there and sell these Legos. And then behind you, you have minions that pick it up, put it in teamwork or your project management platform, detailed service checklist. Uh, every time you build it, it gets a little bit better. Uh, one of the best examples is like AdWords. You know, once you can dial in all the ads and all the keywords and all the images and everything for like a, a financial advisor in Timbuktu, you can take that and do that in Texas, the same thing, right? But again, it takes you a few hours to set it up to where all your competitors would take 30, 40 hours. So you cannot more price and be 10 times more profitable. So this is what I love about the productization model. I mean, you talk about a, how it increases profitability, but I think the byproduct that's also very important what you're talking about here is your whole operational system behind the scenes gets significantly easier. I mean, everything oh, gosh. scoping work gets easier, planning resources gets easier, managing your profitability gets easier, hiring people gets easier, training people gets easier everything gets easier because of how much more predictable work becomes, which I think is super important. Yeah. Predictable and reliable is what people pay for. Okay. So whenever you can standardize it and get predictable and reliable results at that point, your profit goes through the roof. So with that being said, whenever you can productize everything, you have a common thread from your lead magnet to your proposal, to your scope document, to your task, your master task list, to your actual team task list, deliverables, training, you made it all the way through. And so now you have a centralized message. You have a centralized thread, a centralized thread going from beginning to end, and it makes everything a thousand times easier to deliver. And the cool part about this is you're actually still delivering more value than what you were when it was custom. I mean, it's crazy. It's like a no-brainer. And I know why people haven't done it, and they always kind of say, oh, I don't want to niche out too much, or I don't want to productize because I, I love doing custom stuff. Again, bespoke equals been broke. It is what it is. You can still do the custom stuff in a productization model, but 75 to 80% of it needs to be a Lego, and the only part that's custom is just the critical things that need to be custom. Hmm. Again, you standardize 75 to 80% of it, so now your thought leaders only have to handle 20% of it instead of all 100% of it, and the thought leaders can be out there driving business or training. 
So I feel like there's probably two types of agency owners that are listening to this right now. There are the agency owners right now who are just so like you're describing their dream life of like, I've got this perfectly, you know, productized business and my operations are dialed in and my sales process is dialed in and everything ties together and it sounds amazing. And then there's probably the other side. And I think we've all had these kinds of conversations and there are some agency owners out there that, um, you know, and when I talk about niching, niching down and productizing, I'm sure you get the same pushback and you alluded to it earlier of, you know, they say things like, well, we can't do our best work for clients if we're, you know, too rigid, you know, or we can't put the creative process in a time box or something like that. What is your response um, to agency owners that may have that field of thought um, and maybe approaching their business? Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. It's that way. What is your response um, to agency owners that may have that field of thought um, and maybe approaching their business that way? Um, you need to get rid of your limiting beliefs. <laughs> Straight up. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And, uh, and now again, some agency owners out there are very, uh, very technical. So they take a lot of pride in writing the code. Some of them out there are very creative. So they take a lot of pride in actually doing the design or video or whatever it is. And if that is what makes you happy, then that's perfectly fine. Just understand that I'm not saying you're not going to be able to scale. I'm saying that uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot harder for you to scale, like 10 times harder for you to scale than someone in the proposition model. And so my, my, my advice to them would be to get rid of your limiting beliefs. And if you want to scale, uh, um, you're going to need to go in the direction of productization because, again, the beauty of it is this. The entire industry is going in the niche, niching out area. So no longer will people go out there search for this digital marketing. They're going to search for digital marketing for accountants, digital marketing for whatever it is. And that's what everybody's going to – it's already happening. It's, yeah. If you haven't noticed it, you need to open your eyes because, it, trust me, it's happening already. And so the sooner you can get out there and get your space – Claim your territory, claim your, you know, like in the gold rush, you know, claim your stake, right? Uh, get out there and start mining for that gold because there are, there's gold in the hills out there in the niche, you know, that's for sure. Uh, but again, I will tell you right now, if you want to do bespoke and custom work all the time, that's perfectly fine. You need to go out and get a massive client, uh, like, a, like, a, like an IBM or something, and get them to endorse you. Uh, in writing and in video and, and try to get as much of your hourly rate as you possibly can because, you know, you're going to be working until the day you die. Um, it's very difficult to scale up on, on, on that model. You're swapping time for money. It is what it is. It's the reason agencies, honestly, it's the reason agencies stick out guys like me to figure out how to get, get out of that curse. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and I have blog articles on my site, you know, look, to, to, to scale or not to scale. It's not for everybody. I'll tell you that right now. Scaling an agency is very effing hard, and it's not for everybody. So I'd suggest that everybody go read that kind of 
and some soul searching. But if you want to scale, okay, and you want to be competitive out there, you want to dominate like, like guys like me and you, me and you do, uh, productization is not only the future, it's becoming present. And so you better get more equipment. So. All right, Lee. So I want you now to speak to the agency owners that are listening to this podcast that have just been converted here in the last 10 minutes. They're like, I believe, I believe in productization. Now what? What are kind of some of the first things that they should start thinking about if they want to move in this direction, niching down and starting to productize their agency? Yeah, it, it actually all starts with niching down. Um, you can productize whenever you're a jack of all trades, but again, it becomes unbelievably hard, and again, your profit margins are going to suffer. Uh, so it all starts with niching out, and then at that point, you create your core logos. Uh, uh, that means your core packages, okay, products. Uh, from there, you add out another layer because typically, uh, like a, you're not, it's not going to work having like a just one website package, right? So I suggest. You start out with like two cores, the beginner and advanced, but each one of those packages can have add-ons. And please do me a favor. Do not make your productization value-based pricing for websites around pages that by default, you're commoditizing mm. the, the, the entire process. So with that being said, make sure you do it around the value that that package delivers. And when they want to upsell, they're adding what's called basic add-ons. And I have an entire process behind this. So I'm trying to condense what typically takes a couple of months and, and, and uh, <laughs> 120 seconds here, right? But um, uh, so with that being said, uh, again, you get that niche, if at all possible, get that niche. Uh, then you productize the first layer from your core, kind of your core offerings. And then you have add-ons and supporting uh, products behind that and when you get all of that put together something magical happens is you really can build out that custom BMW or that custom Lego house with all of your Legos and again it solves 75, 80, 90, 100% of your prospects needs in most cases every once in a while there will be a situation where there will be some, some hardcore custom and at that point I'm going to strongly advise you to kind of evaluate the client is it worth it you know, because um, uh, any time that they can't follow a checklist to just take twice as much time. So, you know, it's a client worth it. Did I answer that right? question? Yeah, that's that's a great way to start, I think. And and I want to kind of build on that a little bit too. Um, and just a, a word of advice when we start niching down. I, one of the things that I see people, um, one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people make is they think about the niche too much in terms of the demographic, when in reality, you can niche in a problem space as well. Like it's oh, great. Totally. To, it's great to choose an industry and a vertical and a, you know, a, a revenue band size. Like, you know, we help HVAC companies doing five to 10 million, whatever, but it, you can also very effectively challenge, uh, go into a challenge space and say, you know, we help marketing teams do X, Y, and Z or get this outcome. And as yeah. long as you have a, a predictable, repeatable process behind that, then you can still get to this very uh, tight operational productization process on the back end and deliver yeah. that with high margins. And it doesn't have to be around problem. It doesn't have to be, it, of course it can be, of course, but it can also be around platform. Uh, so we, we niched out in my first agency around the platform and Fusionsoft, and that's kind of what we did. We didn't really get into a specific industry uh, until later on, and we eventually did that at first. 
So I know when I start talking about niching down, and this is something that we know, even with the people that I talk to, I strongly encourage this, and you're a big proponent of this as well. A lot of the pushback that I get, which I find kind of funny is people are afraid that if they niche down, they're going to miss out on all kinds of business. And (laughs) what is your response to that? (laughs) Uh, You know, first off, I understand the mindset. I I was there for a while. I understand, but but the reality, it's, uh, it's, it's false, actually. I just answer it blatantly, bluntly, okay? It's like it's wrong. Uh, it actually is exactly opposite of what you just said. Uh, whenever you're a jack of a trade, track trade for everyone, then no one wants it. Okay, because you know why? There's, you don't know my industry. You don't know me. You know why? You're not really helping. So, uh, whenever you niche down, okay, now all of a sudden you have something to talk about. You have a conversation started, mm-hmm. and not only that, but you know exactly where to go to get your leads. I mean, you know, there, for example, my Facebook group, you know, Marketing Agency Success Group on Facebook. Go check it out. You know, uh, that's where I go to get leads. You know, I got what eleven hundred and something people in there. I've been building it for six months now, I guess, and, uh, I, and so I know exactly where to go get go get leads or go to a trade show, or conference, or whatever it is. And whenever you're trying to satisfy everyone. Then you're like, ah, oh, just pick a conference, but you don't really have a purpose. You don't have a mission. And so whenever you have a centralized message and purpose behind what you're doing, it makes everyone gravitate to you, not repel from you. And so get a purpose, get a higher purpose, serve a specific niche, serve a specific need. And all of a sudden you're going to find that people are coming to the works. Because now, again, back to that architect story earlier, you know, whatever Billy would tell them he did digital marketing, they're like, okay. They walk on, they totally forgot that Billy even existed. You know what I'm talking about? And now all of a sudden, every time he mentions what he does, he does this for this. Dude, he's met, there, he's got a guy that he's going to all these architect events all over England now and getting leads. And they're all, man, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's growing. It's just wonderful. It's wonderful to see it. And it's actually easier to get leads because he has a message that people want to hear. Yeah. I, I, Totally, 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 totally agree. Everything in the sales process gets so much easier when you're, you're catering to a specific demographic. And I think you'll also agree with, you know, a lot of the people that I'm talking to having these conversations with, their business is generally 30 employees or less. And the founder is getting 85% of the sales based on relationships anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if the messaging changes yeah. because those relationships are still going to be there. That's not going to change. Well- and that's a big mis- misconception is you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Again, you know, it's not like you're going to go in there and gut, you know, what you have. That's not what I'm saying. And that's a, a huge misconception is you continue to do what you do. You just build the future of the company going in a specific niche. Uh, and eventually that niche will overtake the, the, the custom stuff. But, but you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to cut your nose off by uh, nobody. Not me for sure. Nobody's uh, advocating that you just say, you know, forget it and tell everybody to piss off and go that way. That's nobody's, nobody's saying that. So be smart about it, you know, and, and, and for example, you know, a lot of my students will actually build out a second site or, or, you know, a subdomain or whatever it might be uh, to work on building the niche. And eventually that niche overtakes the other one and you can just swap them out. Right. So, uh, but, but whenever you have a centralized message and a higher purpose and you actually have a, pro- a service, a product that people, you know, again, uh, here's another quick story. Um, uh, one of my coaches, you just in, Indiana, my nose is itching. I guess somebody's cussing me out somewhere. Like that. Um, <laughs> one of my students up in that area, Indiana, Evansville, Indiana, and uh, they do unbelievable work when it comes to they really have like ninjas when it comes to organic SEO. They just like this shit. And but he's actually had these question emails come across from his client. I can't remember the other one, but he's just these emails from from somebody saying, "Did organic SEO?" 
you know, get it done by somebody in your space or whatever. And inevitably, they'd send it over to this guy and say, hey, you know, this guy focuses specifically in my industry, my niche, you know, he's talking my language. The language is more geared towards tennis, but the reality is when you line up the services, what my student, my coaching student does is 10 times better than what they're offering. The reality is he's lost deals to them strictly because they're talking his language. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, again, the service actually needs to good. And so, you know, whenever you can get out there and, and, and have a centralized message and a, and a, and a centralized product line that, that people really want want to talk about, it becomes a hell of a lot easier to get with you. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Lee, I, I think there's probably a lot of people that are listening to this and uh, maybe they're excited, they're trying this, maybe they're in the process of trying to productize. And we've mentioned a few of them, but I'd love for you to talk to uh, a few of the mistakes that you see agencies make when they try to start doing this. What are some of the pitfalls to avoid uh, and watch out for? Everybody tries to put these big Mac Daddy whole into a lot of packages together. Don't do that. <laughs> That's like, don't, 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 don't do that. Um, uh, you're never going to put together one big mag daddy package that's going to solve your, all of your prospects. It's not going to happen. I don't care how smart you think you are. It's not going to happen. Which is why I recommend you go in the direction of the Legos or the objects. If you do a lot of tiny little projects, you can then build it into a it holds a lot of custom projects. But the prospect's happy because they're getting exactly what they asked for, not something you dreamed up. Okay? So uh, 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 keep, your, keep your products small as, as object oriented as possible okay therefore it gives you the freedom uh, to build out custom packages for pre-proposals for people they proceed to be custom actually the reality is it's tied to a common thread and you pull the trigger and you turn around and say the project hey i sold lego number two and then they rock and roll you turn around and go get a beer with somebody you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> uh yeah and that's awesome that's a good good feeling um um and so i would you know don't overthink it keep it simple that's another thing. Uh, get into a niche. Don't do this for the generic small business owner. And I've seen it work. It can work. The productization model does work for generics, just generic exact all trades. Uh, most of the time, it's somebody who has a built-in lead source already, uh, typically. So if you're trying to get leads and you're getting started out there, niche out. Um, maybe the top top three right there. Awesome, man. And. I have a question for you around this kind of piece, and it, this is we're getting a little more granular here, but it. It sounds like there's, you know, the discovery process in the sale is a pretty important one. Do you typically see people selling that discovery process and charging for it, doing it free? And what are your thoughts on the two different approaches to that? Well, this actually goes back to another reason to prioritize. Okay, so whenever you're doing stuff custom, you know, the proposal process, what, good God, man, six, eight, ten hours sometimes, right? It's, it's insane. So uh, I am not a fan of that at all. I advise everyone to never, ever, ever, ever do that. Um, now, Problem is, is that agency owners are so service oriented, giving, they're givers. Okay, they're not takers, they're givers, almost almost universally. Not always, but almost universally. So they want to give, they want to put their best foot forward. Get it, totally get that. The reality is, is that the prospect doesn't give a flying. They don't care. They, they, they don't, unless you're buddies with them or something, you know, but, but they, don't, they don't care. They, and they just don't care. So what they really want is something turned around quick, something that's easy on them and makes them look. That's what they really want. So under that context, if you productize and you cannot generate a proposal with your Legos in an hour or less, you look them dead in the eye and you tell them this. And this is what I tell this is what I used to tell people all the time. I'm like, look, anybody that's going to give you a custom number based upon a business model that you've probably been working on for 10 years and they've only talked to you for 30 to 45 minutes. I mean, man, that's not rocket surgery over there, but you need to be a little bit scared of that. I mean, how, 
There's no way in hell, there's no way in hell this sales rep can encompass your entire vision in a 30 to 45 minute conversation. That's not, it's not possible. The reality is, is you got to get the engineers involved. You got to get the copyrights involved. You got to get the designers involved to get it, to get an integrity based number that, that, that the agency is going to be held accountable to. Okay. So whenever they go and get these quick, quick proposals, you know, they're going to inevitably get hit with change orders. You know, the, what the, what they thought was going to be a $10,000 project is going to be a $20,000 project. <coughs> I would eliminate nine or 10 of my competition just like this. Again, if I can't fit it into a product, then I'm like, okay, great. It's a thousand dollars for my discovery phase. I'm going to put about 10 to 12 hours in it. I'm personally going to put about two to four hours of research and diving in and hot jar and doing analytics and all that stuff. And then I'm going to go to my team and get them to do the engineering write-ups, the technical write-ups, everything. And then you're going to have a plan. And you can take that plan. If you hire us, we'll give you 100% credit on the $1,000 you spend towards the implementation services. If not, and you go with somebody else, then at least you are empowered with a detailed plan that an actual business owner can read and understand, not a geek, okay, not a technical person, someone just with business acumen, okay, can read it and totally understand and be in charge going forward. And the simple act of doing that is going to eliminate the whole so always charge for discovery unless you can productize and if you can productize then you should be if you're if you're spending more than an hour on your proposals after productization then something I love it, man. That's a great approach. And uh, I love the idea of selling, like, you know, you're making a micro sale, you're getting them committed, you're giving them something of value at the end. And ultimately, you're funding the process of putting together a proposal to extend that relationship with the client, which is just awesome. Well, I mean, I mean, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a natural conflict. They, our small business owners want the most accurate proposals they can get. Agencies want to give it to them but they can't spend 10 hours to do it. So we have a natural, we got a, we got a problem. We got a conflict there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is agency owners try to solve it all by just throwing number arbitrary bullshit out. That's the problem. Yep. And small business owners don't have a damn clue what the hell they're throwing at them. They don't even know what half the words on the page mean. So now we got this automatic perception gap, perceived value gap, which ultimately leads to massive amounts of scope creep, mm-hmm. chargebacks, quality assurance issues, and loss of profit. So as the agency owner, it's your job to eliminate that gap. I love it, man. So look, I think at this point, there's probably a lot of people listening to the podcast that are thinking and wondering, how do I get more league off in my life? So I'd love for you to share with them some of the ways that they can subscribe to hear more of you, get more of your insights and be around you a little bit more often. Sure, yeah, go to uh, marketingagencycoach.com or you can just Google uh, digital agency coach, coaching, marketing agency coach, whatever. I'm typically the for all of those. Uh, one, two, or somewhere at the top, one, two, or three. So. Um, Facebook, I'm telling you, that damn Facebook, you're part of that Facebook. Group. I am. The engagement in there is awesome. It's getting better and better and better now. Um, uh, it's just, uh, talk about a kick ass free resource. You know, I mean, go to, uh, go to Facebook and, and type in marketing agency success group. Uh, and you should be the first one that pops up. And of course, if you go to marketingagencycoach.com, I've got all kind of free shit out there, man. Like, you know, the agency success toolkit, templates, and all kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and if you want to give me money, I can give you my address. You can just send me checks, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. all, all day. You know PayPal.me. Matter of fact, I'll get you, I'll get you my route. Yeah, exactly. I got a PayPal link right here for you, if you want to send. I'm all about that. You know, that's PayPal.me. <laughs> that's me golf, I think. So I have to look at that. 
that is awesome, man. And listen, this has been a fantastic conversation, a ton of value shared on the call. I hope everyone listening has learned something and is going to move closer to niching down productizing so they can increase their profits and run a more scalable systematized business that allows them to go home to their families. Same for all your staff. I think this is honest and just a little caveat at the end. I think this is honestly the thing to me that is most powerful about this is that, you know, it stops this feast or famine roller coaster. It stops all the scope creep. It stops the working 90 hours a week to try and put out client fires. It mitigates all of that because there's a process and a procedure that's predictable. And at the end of the day, it's people's families that are going to benefit from this people's health. That's going to benefit from this. You know, well, and, um, both both your clients and your life, both not only yeah. you, the agency owners and their family will benefit from this, but so will their clients, and that's a win-win all day long. So. Awesome. And so, any final words of advice for everyone listening here before we take off? Yeah, uh, actually, I do. And and my advice to you is get help. Um, uh, again, whether you hire me or not, you don't really care. Truth is, I'm about to be on a waiting list. Probably couldn't even get you in anyway. Trust is recruiting. So, uh, online courses, you can buy all those all day, right? Marketingagentscoach.com. Just saying. So, all right, no, um, but, but 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 the reality is, is get man. One of the most one of the loneliest things I've ever done in my life is to be an agency owner. Uh, because all of your friends, you know, they own their lawyers and CPAs or contractor construction. You know, they do real jobs, right? You know, so-called real jobs, right? And they just don't understand what we do. They just simply don't, we're like alien. We speak a different language. And it really is one of the loneliest places you find yourself in the world is being a digital agency owner. It's like you're on an island all by yourself. That is, 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 is a very bad place to be. Your mind will start to fester on you, things along those lines. So my advice to everyone out there is get a coach that's done what you want to do and let them be your sounding board. Get off the effing island by yourself, basically. Awesome. Great advice. I totally agree with you. And I want to just, again, thank you so much for being here today. And for everyone at home listening, make sure you check out agencycoach.com and definitely check out that Facebook group. Like I said, I've been in it. It is great. People helping each other out all the time. And it's that community that might be able to take you to the next level. And make sure to subscribe for the podcast. We bring in more experts like Lee in all the time to share actionable tips and insights to help you grow your agency, make it more profitable and scalable. So we want to both thank you very much for listening today and we wish you the best of luck building and scaling your business. See you later guys. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this and it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener, and we will see you on the next episode.